0: but you're brave for, for taking on these things. Wow.
1: Well, I'm trying to become more brave, but I mean, I even still, I'm like always figuring out, like I said, I I mean, this isn't live, you know, I I can put anything into Patreon or just not use it. I, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And even the way that I promote the podcast, it's like, I just, I only promote it so much and in certain channels, because I do want it to grow more organically. I want it to be, I know, I knew that I could mention it on BarPod, but I have Mm -hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of people who listen to gender fluids who would be and have been to some, some of them have looked at, you know, are appalled by some of the things that I think and say.
0: And so do you have a lot of hate mail stuff or Twitter? I've had a little That's- bit of kind of
1: hate mail, the most of anything that I've had, that's been actual like hate messages have been from like idiot people that are probably anything more on the right than on the left. I've had from, Mm -hmm. from people who are more on the leftist side of things. It's more like they, they might write me an angry screed, but then I engage with them and then we talk it out or, you know, they might have opinions and think that I'm wrongheaded and need to, you know, and, and so sometimes I get into it and there are people that I, you know, like, I always try to have those conversations out with people. Like I, you know, I want to, um, see if we can talk it out. But, uh, I lost a friend over a joke, a non-binary joke. (laughs) So I think I heard it on your podcast. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but that's again, you know, it's, it's so far it's been manageable, but I'm just starting to open up more and more about things. So we'll see how it goes. And I don't, I'm going to have to figure out as I go forward, whom to respond to (laughs) and how, Mm -hmm. and I haven't blocked very many people in my life, but you know, and and I just don't it's like, it's like I always want to be open to feedback and constructive criticism and constructive dialogue, but there is a line where then I'm just spending too much of my time and energy on people who you know are are in a camp and have made up their mind. And so yeah. Hey, kids. It's Ariel Isaac Norman, your host of Wrong Questions Only, the politically non-binary culture peace podcast. Season one, we're tackling gender. Although, I've been thinking that I might start doing episodes in between all of the gender episodes where we talk about things that are topical, just because this is my podcast and I can do whatever the fuck I want. I mean, that's part of the point of having a podcast. So, like right now, this Kyle Rittenhouse thing is going on, and... Even when that happened, I didn't get that involved in looking into it, and I think I'm basically kind of aware of what happened in terms of um, the general plot of what Kyle was up to and what the media got up to afterwards on on every side. But I was just thinking it would be fun if I, like right now, just recorded a podcast episode with someone who's more on the right and someone who's more on the left telling me their perspectives of the Kyle Rittenhouse shenanigans um people died right so I shouldn't call it shenanigans but the shenanigans in terms of the media afterward for sure anyway and that would be a fun thing to do and I may or may not actually do that because by the time I get around to it it'll it'll be next week I guess the shit will still be popping off about that I don't really know the timeline of whatever's going on with him in court but Um, anyway, so that kind of thing I might start doing where we're doing gender, but we also, you know, as the main plot, but then we have subplots where we start talking about things that are more topical, just because that's also really fun for me. As much as I'm fascinated by this gender shit endlessly, I'm also really interested in all kinds of things that are going on in culture, and I don't want to have to wait for future seasons to talk about just anything I want to. Anyway, yeah, so I'm Ariel Isaac Norman. Have I said that? This is wrong questions only, where uh, any question goes here, whether it's me asking the guest or the guest asking me. I just want this to be a place where we can have free and open discussion and have an, uh, be engaged in the fearless pursuit of truth. <laughs> I do live outside of Austin, so. That was an Austin University joke, for those of you who don't listen to the same podcasts that I do. Or an Austin University reference, really. Not a joke, just an illusion. Anyway, part two of my conversation with Dasa Hink was really juicy, I thought. We were talking about devil's advocacy and my leaving Mormonism, how that changed my perspectives and influenced my approach to contentious topics like gender, like what has become of gender in our society. Um, and we, we also mostly were discussing, um, Dasa asked me about whether lesbians are disappearing to my mind and what's going on with lesbian community and the redefinition of words and things like that so I think you'll enjoy it and if you have things to say if you get upset or want to chime in or rah 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 me either way you could join a discussion um, or start a discussion at the Substack. which you can subscribe to my Substack to support me but you can also join it uh, there's a free version of it so you can go to rogqo.substack.com. if you get upset or happy and have things to say but for now just enjoy the episode with
0: how how do your friends uh i mean so i'm sure you hang around queer community a lot yeah uh, you're from austin no you yeah live in
1: austin. well i live in austin yeah
0: yeah, so that's very very liberal, right? You have a yes, lot of very queer spaces, yeah. Mm-hmm. So d- does it happen? I mean, do you come across in real life? Um, I mean, what happens if you come across in real life something that you feel is just off, and you do you get into it? Do you talk to people, or you kind of just think about it later? Or
1: if when people say things around me that I feel are really missing a lot of the picture, then I try to add nuance to the conversation. So mm-hmm. if someone mentions it, sometimes if anything, it'll be less from like really queer people than just kind of like regular old liberal side people who someone will mention Harry Potter in some way. And then they'll be like, Oh, but JK Rowling's a ter- Fuck her. And so then if that happens, I will kind of gently try to open the conversation up to see what all, how much they've engaged with what happened um, and see if I can kind of gently poke around Mm -hmm. and open that up. But, you know, it's the same thing I've been doing since I was little as a, you know, as a Mormon kid in Texas, it's like, so at church, I would kind of question things there at school. I would kind of question things there and defend Mormonism you know, I've always kind of been devil's advocate. And so, it's the same thing here. Like if people are saying some stuff that's ignorant um, on the one hand about conservatively ignorant or liberally ignorant, in my opinion, then I just, I try to meet them where they're at and then expand the conversation a little bit more. Um, You know, you never want to try. I just, I don't like to throw grenades into the whole thing. I don't think that's usually helpful, but that's my MO. Yeah. And the same thing is true with comedy audiences. When I'm doing my standup, it's like, kind of try to gauge where they're at and then let's see if we can provoke and expand their thoughts because yeah everyone's got their blind spots and i just want people to see a little bit more than they were seeing before
0: can i ask you one more thing yeah wow you grew up mormon yeah when when did when did you when did you get out how old uh, were you
1: i mean it was pretty classic of just going to college i i you know even as a 16 17 year old i'd started coming out to people as gay and all my like gay friends and, and people were like but how can you be mormon and i was like yeah i still believe it's true and this is my eternity at stake and then uh, when I went to college, I kind of was doing like a sin now repent later thing. Where I'm gonna, I'll just kind of do some gay stuff for a bit, and then soon I'll come back and repent and repent for this whole plan and repent for having the plan to repent for the repenting for the whole plan. You know, and then I got to the point where I was just more afraid it was true than believing it was true. And that's that kind of Pascal's wager thing, but from a Mormon perspective of wanting to, you know, again, this is about my eternity. And then I read enough books by. By 19 or 20, I, I I got to the point where I was able to free myself of the fear that this religion might be true. Um, and finally, was able to be like, OK, no, Mormonism is a human invention like everything else. And while there's plenty of truth in all kinds of religions, I am not there's not these celestial, terrestrial, celestial kingdoms. And if I don't do all the Mormon stuff and blah, 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 then I'm not going to get to the good, you know. But it was mm. it was hard to get out of that because. Uh, I mean, that was just my world forever was worrying about getting to the good heaven.
0: Do you have the, do they have the belief that uh, you go to hell if you?
1: Well, what's interesting about Mormons, and I don't think most people have any idea about this, is they they really don't believe in hell almost. Um, There's outer darkness and there's only like seven people who are going to go there. And the rest of us get to go to some version of heaven. So it's actually a, a nice selling point for the church mm. almost everyone's going to heaven and that you know there was some somebody who died once like had a near-death experience and said that if you could even see the lowest level of heaven we would all just want to die immediately to get there mm. so <laughs> that's nice <laughs> I still think I would be jealous of people who mm. got to the top heaven if I were in the lower ones <laughs> um, <I don't, laughs> but yeah so but that is something that I I I I think has served me well from growing up Mormon is that I see kind of that religious thinking and that cultish ideological stuff everywhere. And that's why I can see it so clearly on the left right now is that, you know, I remember they told us, especially when the internet was getting bigger and bigger. And when I was younger, they told us not to go looking at all those things, not to go look at all those anti-Mormon things, not to go look into like that there weren't horses in the Americas at the time. And that, That would take the spirit away from you. And you would know it would take the spirit away from you. And I see a lot of that kind of idea on the left is like, don't don't go talk to those bigots. Stay in your safe spaces Mm -hmm. and don't engage with those people. And if you hear them say any of these words, you'll know right away that they're like bad people and that you shouldn't engage with their thought. You know, and it's it's just like shout down if if JK Rowling writes a letter or Chappelle has things to say, whatever, then here's let's just like flood you with articles about how you can protect yourself from their thoughts and, and make mm-hmm. sure you stay
0: <laughs> over here where we have. Yeah. don't. I mean, um, don't listen to Joe Rogan. Oh, oh right. you're listening to John Rogan. <gasps> no. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Don't listen.
0: I mean, um, Jordan Peterson, Peterson is right? yeah. the devil. I'm like,
1: I, yeah, you actually oh listen God. to these people I talk actually... for a few hours at a time and it's like, Oh no. I mean, I don't agree with everything they say, but they, all have yeah. A, a, they're not bad. They're not bad people. They have no. Right about totally
0: not bad right. people. Yeah, right. but and also like, they're, like they're I, I mean, I came to a point where yeah. yeah, yeah, came to a point where I'm like I'm I'm afraid to put to listen to Jordan Jordan Peterson because then it might come on my feed, right? And then maybe somebody would see that I listened to him, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: The, the world mean, of heresy and, and apostasy and things like that, like those concepts are alive and well on the left, these a religious people, you know, yet wind up having all the same kind of like structures and concepts that you have in mm-hmm. a strict, you know, fairly authoritarian orthodox religion. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly how it feels. And so there's people, you know, nowadays who call themselves gender apostates, for instance, and, and it does feel a little cultish when people are chopping their boobs off and shaving their heads. You're like, well, that is okay that does actually are you gonna all wear red next i mean what is this you know but it's like no pink and blue but yes you know so and we can joke about it but at the same time it's like this it it is it's creepy and upsetting and and no one wants to talk about it because we're also worried that we're going to get in trouble but everyone needs Mm. to talk about it a little bit more because not everybody needs to be chopping their poops off this is getting crazy Mm.
0: this is getting crazy do you feel like do you feel like uh because there is like this talk about uh, a lot of lesbian women um that would otherwise just be butch or whatever um or uh, is yeah. that okay to
1: say butch yeah i don't <laughs> okay. i don't i don't like the letter b personally but i i think that's fine okay. the word you know
0: makes sense yeah it's not it's not okay um but that would otherwise be like maybe a bit masculine or whatever whatever they are like um that they would um now it it, it, there are less like lesbians. there are more trans trans boys uh oh for sure
1: i mean i've seen it i've seen it in my dating pool i've seen it in my friend circles i see it in my instagram Mm -hmm. it's everywhere and it's like look the, the thing is You know i know i've said this on my podcast before but it's like well we were always the boy ones there were the boy ones the girl ones the medium ones whatever Mm. um but we all knew that gender and sexuality and gender expression and i didn't whatever there was all this overlap we all knew that's how you could tell someone was gay was they were doing dude stuff um now obviously those are not hard hard and fast rules this is the differences between males and females on all kinds of traits are like real and, and, you know, observable, but also there are kind of margin cases is overlap or whatever. Um, the same thing is true for, you know, lesbians and stuff. So every time I meet another short hair lesbian, it's like, we were twins separated at birth, but at the same time, you know, we have all this stuff in common, but at the same time it turns out, Oh, but you're like this in bed or, Oh, but, um, you actually are stereotypically feminine in this way. And I, you know, and so, and just mm-hmm. like, just like you and I have these, um like everyone's different, you know, and mm-hmm. so you can't say that like all all of the short hair lesbians are all like boys in the same way, like some of us for various reasons have more or less dysphoria than others. Some of mm-hmm. us for various reasons are less or or just attracted to women or men or bisexual, you know, um or more dominant or submissive, and all these kinds of factors play a role into what's gonna make you happiest so I I think some people who would have been, you know, butch lesbians in the past probably are happier living as trans men. I think some people who have transitioned, it might be kind of a neutral, you know, pros and cons. I think some people have transitioned. I think they've gotten kind of swept up in something that they were hoping would make them happier, but mm. probably has not. I, you know, and we know some people are de-transitioning and some of these people who are transitioning aren't lesbians anyway, you know. There, there's so there's so many people who are transitioning to varying extents, and then there's plenty of them who are detransitioning to varying extents. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's not just lesbians, but I do think that something has happened where the word lesbian has at the same time been co opted by a lot of other people who decided they wanted in on that. And then on the other hand, it's like less and less popular to be an actual lesbian. And in fact, we're not allowed to have a word that means that you're attracted to. Vagina people exclusively there's a billion identity words and they cover all kinds of stuff you can be attracted to people who are feminine you can be attracted to people who are masculine you can be attracted to masculine identifying and non-binary you can be identified you can be attracted to uh, anyone who is femme of center to anyone who's gender fluid to whatever but there there's literally not a single word on gender wiki with a thousand different identities for hmm. if you're just attracted to penis people, or you're just attracted to vagina people. And there's so many of us who are, you start talking about like lesbian, lesbians, and you realize like a lot of us date vagina people and, and trans men. That's very common. Hmm. And we always did, you know? <laughs> and hmm. so, and, and again, there's also every other combination, of, every, but there are some patterns. And so you're going, why can't we have a word for, why can't we ever have events that are just vagina people? We could also have some that are like for the broader category of women or women and non-conforming vagina, you know, but we're not allowed to ever have a book group, an orgy, or whatever that is advertised in any way, anyway, to that's just vagina people. And then, it, and if you're, and if you say that you would like there to be anything where you have an orgy that is just pretty vagina people, for instance, you're called a turf, a transphobic. And so then, yeah, I think that the, the social cachet—if you're actually a lesbian is is reduced you know we had mm. <laughs> you know our history as lesbians has, has been weird over the last several decades you know demonized fetishized and now demonized again <laughs> uh, we just didn't have a lot of, we didn't have a lot of time i mean you know and so yeah i mean and you it's it's an obvious thing that's happening and i but there's so much that's obvious that that people are pretending isn't happening. So. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. where does that leave us? But we, at the same time, we also know that, you know, there was this lesbian bar project going on here in America where we were down to only 15 lesbian bars in the country. Now there's 21 because some people have gotten in on that marketing. But even the, the the 15 to 21 lesbian bars that exist, none of them are actually like lesbian bars. I mean, they're, they're places who are either maybe owned by a lesbian or a gender queer vagina person, and or they have one lesbian night a month because that's all they can sustain. And everything else is, you know, Taco Tuesdays and Drag drag queen thursdays and whatever and that's fine <laughs> um but we just and, and everyone knows lesbians like stay home too much and we don't want to go out and whatever but it's also just true that like here in austin cheer up charlie's used to be a lesbian bar and you could consistently be like finding lesbians there and then it became a queer bar and everything is so you know the, the more letters you add to that to the lgbt etc the more like it opens an umbrella, but it also makes it less and less meaningful to have an in-group if if the out-group is ever diminished. You know, if there's more people in the in-group than the out-group, then mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't really make for a lot of cohesion. Um, yeah. So the more we just have like this queer bar and then and then so like nowadays, a lot of straight people show up or maybe there's long hair boys who call themselves non-binary or whatever. But the bar kind of went from lesbian bar to queer bar to queer and sometimes just hip young people. Um, Mm. so I think that's, you know, there's, there's so much going on with the whole lesbian thing, but yeah, it's definitely less popular to be a lesbian, but I think that that's going to be something that the pendulum will swing the other way on, uh, I'm hoping
0: (laughs) soon. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it is wild to go from, you know, being told as a younger person and especially as a Mormon, like that you have to date men you have to and and you know the only reason you don't think you like sex with men is because you haven't tried it yet very corrective rapey you'd be oh my you know you're gonna find the right dick you got it, whatever so to go from this culture of like and, and all the men are just pigs about it too like you know it, it, so, so to go from that culture of well. lesbianism is not real it's just because y'all are ugly and rejected or even raped and that's why you don't like you know, whatever like there's all of that kind of messaging when i was growing up And to go straight from that to like two years after we get gay marriage, it's actually only dating vagina people is transphobic and somehow (laughs) supporting the patriarchy or whatever. I don't, you know,
0: this is something I really can't believe. It's like, it's pretty, I mean, I I mean, yeah, sorry, but I just like dicks. I Mm -hmm. like the the shape of, of, of a man. It just makes me crazy. Right. And I consider myself heterosexual. Flexible. If there's a pussy there in the group, if there are enough dicks around, yeah, I will also do the pussy. But right. like,
1: <laughs> that's how I feel about a small boobed woman. Right? If there's big boobed woman, okay. if, then I can. Then we can have a threesome or whatever. But I can't. Yeah, and so that's. <laughs> And, and that's what I want. That's what I want yeah. people to understand though. It's like, and I'm not even saying anyone's a hundred percent straight or gay. I do think that there's some kind yeah. of we're on a one to 99 and I'm not saying that I don't ever find men attractive, but it's like oh, they have to be like the most attractive men on every level for me to even kind of care. And then I have to be ovulating and drunk. you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I don't, you know, it just becomes more about eugenics than sex. I think I just think I'm like, let's you make a baby for, for the sake of the world. But, um, but so so. But when it's, so baby. Yeah, yeah. But so when it's clear that like when it's clear that some people are very attracted to one kind of genitals or the other, you know what I mean? Like the, the difference between you and I is very stark. Like you're very mm-hmm. excited about dicks. I mm-hmm. am very excited about pussies. And that's so like clearly we have a different sexuality. And you know when people want to redefine lesbian to mean women who are into women, and it's like okay yeah maybe that is also totally real that some people are just into people who identify as women or femmes or whatever uh like i don't even know how we're going to draw those lines that maybe there are some people who are like that's how their sexuality works that it is about this kind of gender expression thing every lesbian i ever knew like some people were into fims and some people were into studs and some people were into both but we were all like well what we know is that we're into vagina people mm-hmm. it wasn't about it was never mm-hmm. about gender identity it was about sex and mm. so then, if they, if, it's just the same thing with sports. If we say this is women's sports and lesbians are women who love women, but then we change the definition of women to be about gender identity and not about f- adult f- female humans, then,
0: well, oh, oh,
1: okay, okay, fine, okay, you're women, okay, fine, fine, fine. But then when we say, That lesbians are women who love women. We're going to have to change that to females who love. Oh, we're not allowed to say that. Okay. Oh, when we say that sports are divided, we're saying they're divided by sex, not gender. We just, we just used to say women and men and we meant sex. And now, and now we mean gender thing. Then obviously sports, that that's about biology, not about, oh, oh, that's mean. Okay. We're not allowed to, you know, like the whole thing doesn't make sense. And it's just tiring. And it's tiring that we've, we wanted to be nice and, and that people weren't paying attention. And so we've just kind of let all this get out of hand. And now we got to put, you know, Pandora back in the, or whatever the rest of the stuff back in the box it's start to it's time to start putting the box away putting stuff back in the box and not everything needs to go back in the box honestly like i sincerely mean that like thanks to so many trans non-binary gender non-conforming people who have taken a battering ram down to social norms that we desperately needed in this country people are like now conservative men are defending women's sports (laughs) are uh Okay with me, like wear whatever you want, fuck whoever we want, marry whoever you want, but just like oh to be able to talk about it. like that now the conservative position is sounding quite reasonable, thanks to the battering ram that's happened, and it's just but it's like okay yes great we swung the pendulum too far that had to happen too now can we please try to gently guide this pendulum back to somewhere <laughs> <laughs> that you know or to somewhere that is is reasonable let's not just keep pushing it farther over there until it's going to swing even harder back the other way. Let's just, yeah. like, let's
0: try to guide the ship home. Yeah. 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 I mean, just to, 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 just to be clear, I support everybody wearing whatever they want. Of course. Doing whatever they want. It's so great. I love diversity. I love everything being different and colors and things and everybody, whatever they want, like crazy everything. Please, right. you know, the most expressive, the most just be you. It's, I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, just don't twist my arm about it. Don't and don't twist my arm. fucking and dr- drill my brain about it. Right. And let figure out
1: words that we can <laughs> use so that we all are on the same page about what we're meaning by those words in, in different contexts. I mean, that's yeah, I think that's just a project we're going to have to, we've been. Uh, using language in a certain way. And then we've gotten very poetic about it, very politics driven about it. And it, we need to start, we might need some new words. We might t- need to get rid of some words for a while. I don't know, mm-hmm. but we're going to have to get to the place where we know what we mean when we say the word woman or female or gender, or, like we have to know what we mean, especially when these things are going to get coded into law, then this it's, it's gotten too confusing to be like, well, sometimes when we say female, you know, like, it doesn't mm. make sense. And so, yeah, and we're going to need, because people are changing their hormones significantly now. I mean, there was already always some amount of, you know, cross sex hormone taking or various sex hormone taking uh, because of birth control and not wanting to go bald or whatever. And um, now people are taking these things in significant amount, enough amounts that it's like, okay, well, this does call for some new language, some new laws, some new understandings uh, of, of how things should work. But Everyone's being really simplistic-minded about it. There's only two genders, or there's an infinity of genders, and also you have to uh,
0: pretend that biology doesn't exist. Mm.
1: Yeah, we've got to yeah. we've got to do something.
0: Um, okay, yeah. well, uh, I hope you don't die on that hill. Thank you. you. Just <laughs> battle and uh, and recover well <laughs> from your injuries. Yeah. <laughs>
1: for finishing the episode with me. Um, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Like I said, if you have things that you want to say, just go to the Substack. Please don't message me about them on Instagram. I'm actually done (laughs) having these discussions on Instagram. I don't want to. If I'm going to be in them, then I would rather be sitting at my keyboard. And so I could do that on my computer if it's at Substack, but I'm no longer going to engage in people having feelings on Instagram because there are too many. And if I haven't responded to you, just know that you're one of a dozen people who, and some of them are uh, some of people have disagreements with me and other people are carrying on about how much they like the podcast, which is more welcome. But if you, that part's great. But if you then want to get into uh, a discussion about certain issues, even that part, um, it's just too much because I just don't want to be on my phone like that. I just really hate being on my phone and I'll put it away for long periods of time. And, I just don't want to be worried about it. So if you want to have conversations, there are ways to do that at Substack. And again, you don't have to even be a paid subscription member. Although if you want to support me, that would be a good sit. And, can first $5. and if you can choose to pledge however much you want. If you have a lot of money, do that. You can go to uh, wrongqo.substack.com. There is still Patreon. If you really want to, you can go to patreon.com slash wrong, no, patreon.com slash WQO. I appreciate, uh, we have a new member there. Yeah. I never know if people want me to say their name on this thing, so I'm just not going to unless you send me a message saying that you would like a shout-out. Um, same thing if you uh, labor review on Apple Podcasts. I'm happy to shout you out, but uh, as long as I feel... Well, those are more anonymous. Anyway, unless you unless you choose to make your username something recognizable. Okay, anyway... Um, so yeah if you want to support the podcast there are so many easy ways to do that I love it when you tell friends about the podcast if you share it in social media in some way if you um, just want to go give me a 5 star rating on Apple um, or and even better is writing a review that helps immensely and it is free to do Uh, other than that there's patreon.com slash WQO and more importantly wrongQO.substack.com and yeah uh, also, if you want to be on the podcast, because you think that you have a valuable perspective to share, you have, your demographic hasn't uh, made it on here yet, you uh, because you have a particular, uh, part of the gender debates and controversies that you would like to discuss and think you have some insights on, uh, Rab, reach out to me. And please do follow me on Instagram at Ellen DeGenderless. Ellen DeGenderless. I just, Don't want to get into debates on there, but certainly follow me if you want to see what's going on in my life to whatever extent. If you want to come to comedy shows in Austin. Oh, speaking of which, this Saturday we are doing the next Backyard Sluts. It's going to be a great show. We have an awesome lineup, and there's always fun, sexy games in the middle of the show. We have a new backyard, so follow us on Instagram at Backyard Sluts. If you want to uh, see the address and buy tickets in advance, you can also... Walk up if there is space, but we have a smaller backyard this time, and so space is going to be limited. I would highly recommend buying a ticket now uh, so that you can guarantee yourself a spot. Anything else that I need to say? La 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 la. I don't think so. I've recorded some really great episodes, and I'm excited to have them coming up. I'm not going to do a little preview now, just because I'm saving myself time this week. And, um, yeah, and I also have, uh, I'm really excited. There's a a trans woman friend of mine who we've been rescheduling and rescheduling for months, but we're finally going to talk this Sunday. And so that episode will be out within the next few weeks because I do have a backlog as well. And I try to put out different perspectives every podcast, but, um, a lot of this has to do with how much time I have to do everything. And so the more you guys Give me money; the easier it will be for me to make this podcast better and better. I would love to. Uh, I really want to buy a new laptop. Um, one of the USBs on this one doesn't work, so I have to unplug the external drive and every time I want to put it in the microphone so I'm recording right now into headphones outside while well, the wind is blowing. So, you know, just send me money on Venmo at Gay Ariel if you feel so inclined, and you don't want a monthly. A R I E L L E. All right, it's a beautiful day. I'm out.